Hello, this is Dr. Adam Splaver, and this is Warrior Health. And today we have a special guest, an old friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, uh, Nick Balsteri, who's here to talk to us today about safety. Actually, self-protection and safety. Self-protection and safety. So today I wanted to introduce him. Um, Nick is actually a safety certified defense pistol instructor and range safety officer. He's an NRA certified pistol and rifle instructor, as well as a certified to teach the Refuse to Be a Victim seminar. He is a Tom Givens Range Master Certified Instructor, which actually is one of the most prestigious, well-recognized programs in firearm safety. Indeed. And um, he has 25 years of multidisciplinary martial arts study and 20 years of coaching proper biomechanics and personal training. Yes. So, Nick, tell me a little bit of your story. <laughs> how, we, how did we arrive here? How did, yeah, we get how did we get here? How did we get here? Well, you know, as a trainer, it's a, it's a very personal. You, you eventually develop personal relationships, obviously, over time, much like with patients. Um, and I had, this is, we're going back quite a few years now, probably about a decade. Uh, I had always been into personal protection, martial arts, um, training, things of that nature. Um, and firearms as well. I've had my first, um, purchased my first firearm back in New Jersey when I was uh, 18 years old. And that's quite a while ago. So, um, I had this really, really great client. This one, I had my studio in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, she was my 830 client every Tuesday, Thursday night. And never missed never missed never no showed ever and then one evening no show and no we're show. going back to the days before text and all that yeah. stuff so no showed called no response next session same thing no showed called no response tried you know started to follow up started to get worried um about three weeks later just kind of strolls in the door and i'm like where have you been yeah, where have you been what's going on yeah so she proceeded to tell me that there was an incident that occurred that it was right up the street. Now, my studio was on the southwest corner of Oakland Park Boulevard and Federal Highway. Okay. I can't remember the exact name of the bar. This is a very popular sports bar not far from there. And it was a Probably Florida, better Florida not State. to mention the name. Probably. Um, Florida, Florida State game. Very Obviously very popular. Hundreds of people. They, she was there with her boyfriend, 6'2", 240 in all the right ways. Big, big, big man. Um, game was over. Everyone's leaving the bar. And they parked right next door at the Best Buy parking lot. Well lit. Hundreds of people leaving at the same time, everyone leaving. You think it's relatively safe. Indeed. So she's walking out with her very large, very jacked boyfriend. And these two guys roll up alongside them with an El Camino, wait for them to get between two cars. One guy jumps out, shoves the both into the ground, puts a double barrel shock under her head, oh God. and says, give me everything you got. Now, in the movies, something like this, you stand there, they hand over everything, these yeah. guys hop in the El Camino and tear off. No, no, no. These guys are really smooth. They do that. They say, stay on the ground, keep your head down, don't say anything till we're gone. They get back in their El Camino and drive off very slowly in the parking lot, no noise, no nothing. By the time the police even got the notification to the incident that happened there, these guys had already hit two other people in two separate parking lots at 7-Elevens miles down the road. Unbelievable. So, as I said earlier, you, you develop these relationships with, with people. And usually I have a lot of answers for people, whether it's, you know, nutrition or exercise or, you know, just general coaching and helping people get through things. I didn't have an answer. There was nothing I could say. I mean, I was speechless. You yeah. know? And she obviously was still recovering from this incident, but felt comfortable enough to speak about it. So from there, I thought, well, here's my next dimension. Yeah. Here's, here's the next thing I need to start. So I started to take things more seriously as far as, you know, defensive training, learning about mindset, learning about how to teach it. 
Well, that's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. to actually, unfortunately, have to at least hear a story like that to actually drive you to, to move into that arena is, right. is a bit of a shame. But at least you were able to at least take from it and grow from it and actually, you know, apply it and help, help others. others. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So my question for you is, what are some of the biggest challenges in speaking to a group or to an individual about personal protection? I think in the beginning, honestly, it's it's really about getting people to understand the responsibility, much like in health. Yeah. Okay, so... Your health is your responsibility. Correct. No one else's, yeah. right? You, nobody feeds, you know, you feed yourself. You, you have to change. exercise. Correct. You have to eat right, sleep. It's absolutely your responsibility 100%. So it seems as though over the past 15 years or so, as a society, we've been kind of passing off the responsibility of personal security off onto other things. As an example, I have this conversation quite often. People talk about, well, I have, I have a house alarm. I'm like, <clears throat> great. That's good. That's Awesome. That's one line defense. It's the first line of defense, right? Uh, or there was actually that they were developing this app that you know, if, let's say, and the commercial for the app was it shows this uh, young lady being followed in her parking lot by a shady individual, and she pulls up the app real quick, and it dials into the local police department, and she flips the camera at the guy and stop, and we know your location, and then the, the gentleman runs off. Yeah, that's cute, but the reality is this person, if they are a true predator will most likely slap the phone out of her hand yeah. and do whatever he needs to He's do by the time they show up. It'll there. be 10 minutes yeah. later. And it's too late. It's Correct. too late. The damage is done. Correct. So the, the biggest challenge, honestly, I find, is getting people to really understand the, the level of commitment that's involved in taking their personal security safe. It's, it's only your responsibility. And then you are tasked with the people you are charged with as well you know if you have young people or older people they are your responsibility as well so that's the biggest thing the biggest leap is getting people to understand it's really all about the onus is on them yeah holding themselves responsible and actually uh, taking that power yes and using it responsibly and following through exactly can you speak about the importance of mental and physical fitness when it comes to self-protection it's it's huge and i think let's start with the mental component um obviously the first layer is is that initial recognition of responsibility. Once you have that, then you have to take those proactive steps to really say, all right, what am I going to need? And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, SEAL Team 6 ready kind of thing. But when we look at the, the state of affairs when it comes to physical fitness in this country, it's, it's pretty, pretty pathetic. It's pretty it's pathetic. Right. Um, and to go along with that, we know that the vast majority of the people who have taken that responsibility, the vast majority of people who do take the fitness aspect seriously have done so by forging the proper mentality, mm-hmm. right? Off the time, as an example, we talk about diet or nutrition. You really don't need another diet. You really don't need another nutrition no, plan. You need, you need consistency need and you need a, yeah, exactly a lifestyle, a mindset. Correct. You need to change your mind. You need to be able to make an observation that's better. Same thing here. The, the value of physical fitness is, is almost, you can't, we could be here all night yeah. really, but and again, it doesn't mean you have to be the, the, the elite CrossFitter or, you know, the best of the best in, in decathlons or anything, but you I, have to be the best version of yourself. And not only that, but I think you also have to, I mean, listen, I, I hate to break things, but doing CrossFit and understanding how to do a snatch and, and doing thrusters, I don't think it's going to help you much if you're under attack. Uh, I think it, it, you have to go a little bit further. And learn. In, indeed, indeed. But at least you have the baseline to, to deal with it, with whatever situation is physically in that, you know, if you should be, so here's a perfect example. When we talk about, you know, unfortunately, we talk about these incidents that we seem to be recurring as far as, you know, the, the mass killing incidents, uh, mass shootings. You know, what the government guidelines are, you know, one, hide. 
Yeah. Okay, so how good are you at playing hide-and-go-seek? Do you actually look around you and know where to hide? Two, run. So when we get to number two, run. How far can you actually run, run. full tilt? Exactly. Most people have, have trouble running a couple blocks. Correct. Can Even you, if one. Can you get 300 yards full tilt Yeah. before you're gassed? You know, because you're going to need to get to safe distance. Yeah. Right? And the last component of that is it's either hide, run, fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, granted, maybe you don't have skills, but if you have strength and you understand your body, your proprioception, where your body is in space. And leverage. And, correct. Exactly. You're understanding the leverage of how to work the body. When someone's pressing against you, when you felt opposing force, the bar, the kettlebell, the, the rings, anything, right? The rower, any, that is extremely important because mm-hmm. you can begin the process, the information of what you need to do much more rapidly. Awesome. Question. What are some of the modern day tools everyday people can use to better their odds at surviving or yet better winning against a violent attack? So that, that's a great question in that, you know, when we think about this, these encounters, these violent encounters, and I often speak to this on, on, on a lot of my live feeds. Unfortunately, and again, this goes back to mindset. Once the vi- once it begins, you're all in. Yeah, you know, there, you don't have you a have choice. To be on. You right. have to be on ga- on point on, in, in the game. Correct. Right. So when you think about these things, um, you you have to get really, really, really dialed in. You know, and Unfortunately, you know, we, we just kind of I lose my train of thought here. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, what types of tools that the average joke so, can use? So we so oftentimes we, we, we want let's start with the, with the beginning. And that is the mindset. So the tools and I'm going to a great thing for you guys to check out is is a book called Prefence. And okay. we want to talk about the intellectual aspect of Prefence, P-R-E-F-E-N-S-E. Uh, it's written by a gentleman named Steve Tarani. S-T-E-V-E-T-A-R-A-N-I. And the reason why I say this first is because we want to address um, the, the mental aspects. So you have to be able to intellectually break down what's happening. Yeah. Right? So the first tool you need is to be able to have some way of assessing scenarios. Because, mm-hmm. listen, you could be carrying a howitzer in your pocket, but if you're caught off guard... And you're not using it, then forget it. it you're, you're not going to be able to deploy it. You're dead in the water. So the first part is the intellectual tools. Mm-hmm. Right? What... We need to be able to break down scenarios on our everyday. Once, like when you're in your home, you're in your castle, fine. The alarm's on, dog is at your feet. Yeah. You know, you got what you need. Doors are locked. You're good. You can relax a little bit. Yeah. But the moment you leave the home, right, that's where all the danger is. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing we need is we need a, a mental toolbox that we can dig into to say, okay, how do I perceive the world? How do I, how do I prioritize Potential threats. So something like that, you know, obviously you don't you don't inherit. Um, you have to at least hone and you have to work with. Study. Study. You have to study. study. It's not something yeah. that you just, you know, one morning you wake up and all of a sudden you have the mental toughness Correct. to deal with this. Correct. Not only the mental toughness, but the 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 the, the process mm-hmm. of how to identify. You know, when you walk on the front yard, you're not worried about your tree. No. You know, you could be worried about the rabid raccoon in the tree, but you're not worried about the tree. The tree is an inanimate object. Correct. Right? So I need to I need to be able to process information and look at the way um the, the threats, you know what I mean? Listen, mm-hmm. you drive your car differently when you're on the side road, when you get closer to 95 and then when you get to 95 closer to Miami, Correct. you're, 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 sensors, in full, you're <laughs> full alert when you get to Miami, exactly. you get to yeah. Miami 95, yeah. you better be, you know, on, on, wired up exactly on guard. Right. So same thing when you look at, you look at potential um, issues in the world, um, you know, as after, you know, age five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, we start to realize, you know, as you get into adulthood, that life becomes really about risk mitigation. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in every respect, health, right. fitness, crossing you know, the street, 
Crossing street is dangerous. Yeah, crossing right? street is dangerous. You, you can get yourself hurt doing anything. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And learning how to mitigate that risk becomes very, very important. So yeah. the first tool really is the mental, the mental aspect, which I guess I said before. If you guys want to pick up Prefence, a great book, you can get it on Amazon. It will give you in small boxes, in small ways, the, the ability to identify mm-hmm. the threat first. Then, because let's let's be honest, you win one hundred percent of the fights you don't get into. Correct. Right. Correct. So if I can identify it, the threat before it even exists, and get out of there, yeah, then you've won. Hundred percent. Then you've won. No fail. Right. So that's number one. And then you know you go into a variety of of you know non lethals. We have you know we have uh, pepper spray. We have stun guns. There are um, you know alarms that people can use, and there are varying levels. Uh, but all need training. Even pepper. So it was interesting. Pepper spray. You, you need to know what how to use it properly. How? It, what today's a windy day, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you've if never deployed pepper wind, spray, you're in trouble. Correct. You're going to get in your eyes and disable yourself yeah. if you don't know how it works. If you don't know how to position yourself. Again, going back to proprioception. Where's my body in space relative to this wind? Can I adjust my position to at least effectively uh, use deploy this, 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 this weapon countermeasure? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Again, people can go to the store, they can go to Walmart and pick up pepper spray and just unpackage it, put, put it on their keychain, and assume that it's some magical talisman that's going to keep evil away. safe. But, you know, I'm, I was just curious, what percentage of people who actually have some form of self-protection actually end up having used on themselves? And, and that, that, that's a great question. There are a lot. Here's the tough part about when we get these statistics, whether it's, you know, pepper spray, um, a concealed um, uh, edge weapon, mm-hmm. a, uh, a concealed firearm, things like that. There are lots of statistics out there, but you have to flow through and pick them apart because you want to get data that's truly applicable. And, you know, it comes down to you as the individual as well. You know, each one of these tools you have to be proficient in. Mm-hmm. You have to. So, you know, people tell me, you know, I, I'd love to do this, Nick. I'd love to really learn about this, but I don't have the time. You know, what? I don't want to hear that. And no, the reason why. Because it's a responsibility. You own that 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 weapon or whatever it may be. And you better learn how to use it and you better learn how to, how to at least position yourself exactly. so that way you can keep yourself and everyone else safe around you. You're going to need to cut out some of your Netflix time. Yeah. And you're going to need to focus on you and learning what you got to do. How many people do you know that spend an inordinate amount of time? And it doesn't have to be Netflix. It could be anything that is completely useless to their self-protect. Completely useless. Let's, let's phrase it this yeah. way. To, to it's just another responsibility. Right. It's another responsibility. It's something Correct. you need to, to put on your priority list. Right, right. As a grown adult. I Correct. Mean, that's your responsibility. Correct. Um, out of curiosity, you know, listen, so the average guy, you know, who's never done anything before, never taken a class, never learned how to pick up a firearm, never right. really touched pepper spray or even, a, you know, used, used a knife or anything. Where do, where do they start? Where do they learn about self-protection? And I think, again, I'm going to, and, and the reason why I come back to the Prefence book is because it gives you that first piece Right, the first piece of the intellectual puzzle. It, it's going to give you some statistics. It's going to help you to understand the realities of what you're dealing with. And the first thing you have to do is you really have to get that that intellectual chess piece set in, that chessboard set up in your brain. Mm-hmm. Because only from there are you going to be able to grow, you know, get that personal growth. And we all know growth is painful. Yeah. Right? Uh, the first part is trashing your ego and being willing to fail yeah. and being willing to push forward and... To do that, you gotta you gotta know where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, set your baseline. You know, like we said before, when we look at the three parameters the government provides for us in those particular things: hide, hide run, and fight. And fight. That's right? the last last line of defense. Correct. So if if you're not good at hide and go seek, like as an example, people say, okay, I look at that, I read that, you know, but no one in their office, as an example, do you know? Do you fit under the copier? Do you? Is, it, is, is there a physical place that you actually hide that you know of? Yeah. You know what I mean. And then is that is that 
a good spot relative to the points of entry and the points of exit. Yeah. Right. So when you think of these basic things, we have to start to develop the game plan. Now, as you become more comfortable level by level, after you understand first and foremost, what the probabilities are, how to identify those potential threats, and then what's my game plan? Because you listen, the, the time to learn how to fight is not when you're in the middle of the fight. No, of course. That's too late then. Correct. You have to be planning beforehand. And, and obviously, you, you have to be doing this pr probably years, if not months beforehand. Indeed. Indeed. And I think developing the idea, you know, developing your, your, your mental fortitude, developing the idea. Listen, whatever you choose, whatever tool you choose. That could be a concealed blade, edge weapon. It could be, um, it could be a stun gun. It could be, um, it could be a concealed firearm. Whatever it may be, right? You have to be committed. Yeah. Right. You got to be committed to learning and growing and working and paying attention and constantly trying to better yourself. Because the thing is, sadly, we don't get to choose when, where, right. why, how many, who, when, when something's going to go size, down. Yeah. Right. You don't get, and. You know, if, you know, people say, you know, if, you know, when people say, well, I, you know, if I carried a gun, I didn't have my gun, there was a gunfight, I'd go home. If you go home and get your gun, None, why would you go back? Why would you go back? Exactly. exactly. You're, you're out of there. Right. Exactly. Make it more about, you know, how can I protect myself, my loved ones mm -hmm. by developing the, the mental skills necessary to, 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 to get the hell out of there or deescalate or deescalate yeah. de situation. You know, you have to get out or learn how to use your words really learn how to use your words and then obviously i mean there are there are a few of the the very high-end trainers that say you know if you have as a civilian if you have to deploy deploy a concealed weapon you failed on a lot of levels i mean mm -hmm. sadly you're there to get to that point to get to that point and i think that's the the issue a lot of people take with civilians and firearms is that you know what's the training level what's the skill set and I tell all my people before we even start, I interview every single student. Every student gets an interview. I don't just take students off the street. Yeah. I want to make sure that, that the information I'm handing out gets to the right people. Right. So you have to make sure that you're ready. You have to make sure that you're willing. You have to make sure that you have the right mindset and use those verbal skills to diffuse the situation, de-escalate the situation, avoid the situation completely. Carrying concealed firearms should elevate your mind. You should be far more aware of what's going on around you because now, just like everything we've been discussing, you, you're carrying responsibility. It's a right. Yeah, it's a right, but it's, but it's a, a responsibility. responsibility. You know, equally. There's no Correct. more. No one is no more greater than the other. Correct. So, um, out of curiosity, I yes. understand. Um, you know, this is a bit of a uh, controversial to topic, mm -hmm. and I'm sure some of my listeners are wondering what's Doctor Slaver doing and talking <laughs> about this. But I, I thought it was important for us to discuss it because personal safety and personal de self defense mm -hmm. are are extremely important. And you know, if you so choose to carry a weapon, mm -hmm. or if you don't choose to carry a weapon, or if you choose to to learn martial arts, mm -hmm. then then you have to do so responsibly. Indeed. Um. Out of curiosity, you know, we we happen to have kids. Mm -hmm. We have kids, and um, you know, owning a, a firearm or owning a weapon of any sort carries some form of responsibility. Could you speak a little bit about sure. what one should do? Absolutely. So the first thing I tell people, if you're going to make this decision, right? If you're going to make the decision, let's use the example of of the uh, defensive handgun pistol. The first thing I tell people is, and, and what I hear a lot is usually with with couples, there. There's one who's really enthusiastic about this, and, and the other, bit and it's both the female, yeah. the male, the male, the yeah. female, it doesn't matter. I tell, I say, let's make the first commitment. Let's make our first commitment purchasing the safe, mm -hmm. not the gun, the safe, the safe, biometric safe, 
that uses your fingerprint only. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who can access it. It's solid steel construction round around. You can't tinker your way into it. Safety first. Safety first. So it usually puts the opposing person at ease because they say, listen, if, if, this, if, the, if my, my better half or my equal half is willing to make the safety purchase first. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, listen, whatever your budget is for a handgun, if it's 500, 600, 700, whatever it is, tack on $200 right away. Yeah. Get the gun safe first. Listen, worst case scenario, even if you don't get the gun, you got a great safe to keep all your belongings in, your wallets, passports, things like that. Then the responsibility comes along. All right, so we have to really speak about the mentality. Like, that's what I was saying earlier. I don't take people on. I don't feel possess the drive, the serious level of commitment. Mm-hmm. I won't take them on as students. You know, as an example, when I certify people for the concealed carry course, I'll charge three times as much as your standard. I go to the guns, gun show, 50 bucks. And yeah. Why? I'm not just teaching you this. You know, the law is the law. That's for lawyers. Yeah. Right. I give you the pamphlet. That's all that. Good but there's a moral responsibility when you're teaching. That's the difference. See, the, there's a difference between moral, ethical, and legal. Correct. Right. So I want to start people off on the, I want to, I want them to be able to drive this from their moral code, mm-hmm. not the law. The law to me gives me a lot of leeway. latitude, a lot, a of lot, latitude. a lot, a lot. Yeah. So I, I think that the biggest thing really is it's a right and a responsibility. I said that equally, they're equal. It's just as much responsibility as right. And you have to be willing if you're going to make this very, very crucial decision, right? It has to be based with, you know, it, as we've been talking about the entire time, huge responsibility, big time commitment. You know, I'm cutting out my, my TV time when I'm going to do it. I'm going to spend that time training, learning about it, perfecting it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to constantly seek to better myself with mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, with kids, you want to demystify it as quickly as you can, because just like adults who don't know much about the subject, all we really know, we learn from Hollywood. Yeah. And, and that's not exactly the best source of information. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. So teaching the safety rules and understanding the responsibility is, is paramount mm-hmm. in this particular situation because, you know, it's it's easy to get a firearm. You know, driver's license. Same, know, same idea. And it's, a hu- and it's a huge responsibility. It's a very big responsibility. And I think that's what we're really, you know, in the last seven to ten years, the biggest thing I've really seen in the professional training community is driving home you know, you know, 15, 20 years ago is a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. they were just trying to get everybody involved. Yeah. Now, yeah. we're really... The screening sp- process is yes, a lot more... Yes, yes, we're a lot more... Careful. ...focus on safety first, how to think about this, you know, in your home. What is it going to look like? God forbid I have an intruder come in. What What are my kids going to do? I've got, you know, where's my... You know, I, <laughs> I think with Miles, there's really not... If someone's got to break into my house... Yeah. They want to steal my TV. Listen, I will make you a sandwich on the way out. Yeah. If you need take, my t- take the tip. Go go for it. <laughs> I have no no compunctions. No, you want to hurt my kids? Forget it. It's game Whole on. Whole other game, right? It's game on. Because that's the difference between a thief yeah. and a psychopath. Correct. Right? You have to have two different plans. Yeah. You can't treat one like one and one like the other. Yes. So and like we said earlier, the time to drop a plan is not when the door's being kicked in. No, it's, it starts now before Correct. there's even a threat. Correct. Because listen, the the idea, the goal is mm-hmm. the goal is to script the plan and never use it. 
Yeah. That's the goal. That's the best plan. The best plan is that is to have the concealed farm and, and let it just gather dust. So I want to just switch gears for a second. You Absolutely. know, the average person running around who's never really worked in terms of um, in, in the arena of martial arts. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about different modalities. You hear yes. about Taekwondo. You hear about Jiu-Jitsu. You yes. hear about, um, you know, Krav Maga. Mm -hmm. for, for the average person who's just starting out has no idea where to get started. Yeah. What type of martial arts should someone use to at least f for self-protection? My opinion. Yeah. My opinion. And again, there's there are so many varieties of this. I am a I am a big fan of the Krav Maga. Yeah. Uh, only because again, if you, for those who love the art, mm -hmm. you know they love the kata, they love the sequencing, they love the 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 history. That's yeah. that's one thing. For the rest of us who need to get stuff done, martial arts, then you know for self protection. Correct. They all have their their strong suits, but mm -hmm. to me, my experience, what I've seen, is that Krav Maga provides you the fastest route to take someone down to finish. To, to stop the threat from doing what you don't want them to do anymore. Correct. It's the fastest route, the fastest way to get there. And again, time is something you're not graced with, mm -hmm. right? Because remember, we talked about earlier that mentality really is about spooling up to violence. You know, thankfully, we live in a place where 99.99999% of the time, everything's good. Yeah. Right? Maybe a little road rage here and there, you know, throw a little, little cuss word here and there, no big deal. But the, the violence... You know, there are times if you do some observations and these are YouTube channels that are easy to pick up on, you can find um, where people are being struck repeatedly. Their brain hasn't even spooled up to the fact they're being attacked. It's almost like this surreal, surreal type of, like, you know, you're, you're observing it as a, as a third party. Correct. Until the, the adrenaline kicks in and you start doing things. But even then, they'll either curl up into a ball or yeah. just start flailing. Yeah, wildly. So you, correct. So what I find is Krav Maga gives you the ability to take everything you need and get to work immediately immediately yeah no fluff <laughs> all right no well, fluff. I, I appreciate that because um you know over the years i've been actually told uh at least when i started my martial mm. arts to actually I, I went into krav maga specifically because yes. i was told that that was probably the best modality to protect yes. myself yes absolutely so question. you know we, we spoke about firearms we spoke about um martial arts mm. what about the person who just doesn't want to deal deal with it they don't want to have a gun they don't want to have you know they don't want to learn martial arts what can people learn to do on their own without you know without Partaking in, in those modalities, and then that's that's the thing. So, I'll defer back again to the book, or whereas you want to, if if that's your choice, which is great, so everybody yeah. has, you know your choice, then you've got to be ten times as good mm -hmm. with the intellectual chess game. You know, you've got to be able to read people. So, eighty percent of how we communicate as humans, body language, body language, right, right. So, you've got to become the tenth don of reading body language. Mm -hmm. And understand the hack and the con and how people move and check their eyes. And unfortunately, you have to be internally, you got to be very judgmental. Yeah. You know, because if not, remember that all the tools we spoke of earlier, be it a martial art or being an actual physical tool, right? The deployment of that is your last resort. Mm -hmm. right? But at least you have it. After you've surveyed and you've, you've processed and Correct. then analyzed. Correct. If you're not going to choose to study any of that, you're not going to choose to possess a tool that's going to assist you and going to help you recover from that violence curve, right? Then you have to be 10 times as good at reading people, 10 times as good at, at, at processing information. You have to lead off. You <clears throat> Pardon me. You have to be the leader of your own executive protection detail. Mm -hmm. You know, you are your own bodyguard. <clears throat> well, awesome. Yes. Nick, I want to thank you again for coming today. Um, it's pleasure. been absolutely awesome. It's great seeing you. Great to see you as well. Um, and today, again, this is uh, Warrior Health with Dr. Adam Slaver and Nick Lasturi, who came today to speak to us about self-protection, martial arts, and firearm safety. And with that... Mm -hmm.
Have a good evening.